This is Sound Ag Advice, a weekly feature presented by NDSU Extension. I'm Kelly Anderson, and I'm joined this week by Dr. Gerald Stucka, NDSU Extension Veterinarian and Livestock Stewardship Specialist. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the current conditions that contribute to calf health, one of those being the drought that much of the state is in right now. So Dr. Stucka, tell us what you're seeing and hearing from producers as you travel the state in terms of calf health and the conditions that contribute to that. It's a, certainly a, a topic that's on all, all of our minds. First of all, I'd like to say that we're very grateful for the, the blessings of the rain that has fallen in certain areas that turned brown pastures into green within days. So for those that received some level of moisture that made that change, we're very grateful to that. And so for some places, it's changed considerably. For other places that didn't get adequate rainfall, we're going to deal with the fallout of that. It's related to not only forage quality, but certainly water quality. And because each ranch is a little bit different in how it manages cattle and provides water and forages, it's kind of a systems way of thinking about these things. So some ranches are going to end up hauling water if the dugouts are not replenished. With any number of cattle in different pastures, it becomes almost a full-time job for one person. You're shorting labor in other areas to move labor to a priority, and that's providing water, and cattle can't survive without good quality water. So that's a huge deal. And, and of course, when you provide water, you'd like to be able to provide water to the point where there's no one left behind. In other words, everyone gets a chance to drink, and it'd be best if they didn't all come at once to drink, but that's usually not the case. I don't know if they think about this or not, but they probably do. When they know there's limited water supplies, they all want to come at once, which allows for congregating at the water site, which leads to sometimes messy around the water tank, uh, cattle kind of piling up. It's easier for disease to transmit from one another, things like pink eye and foot rot, and even resulting in one of the topics we're going to talk about today, but summer pneumonia. So it's not just the dry weather, but it can have negative consequences for many other areas as well, in addition to the, the water supply itself and in addition to the forage and the availability for these cattle. So everything is interrelated and how we try and manage these things is the key. And most of the time in conditions like this, it's going to require more management, not less. You know, you think of summertime being a time when the cattle out are on pasture and they're healthy. Why is that a respiratory disease to think about in the summertime? Maybe the easy way to think about this is if, let's take young kids. When they're in their home environment, they're with mom and dad and maybe some other siblings or not, the exposure level that those kids have is pretty limited. <laughs> Sometimes we want exposure to occur because it helps build their immune system and, and keeps infectious disease at bay. But when they're limited like that, their risk of developing an infectious disease is pretty small. When summer pneumonia occurs, it's usually something that has driven those cattle to congregate. Maybe it's something as simple as even pasture rotations. And plus, there's other little things that happen too. When, when cattle are closer together, there's a little bit of a pecking order or psychological stress that occurs. If I'm in my own house as a two to four-year-old, that's my domain. That's my, I'm at the top of the heap, probably even with my parents sometimes. When I go into a commingled situation where your kids are with others, now they have to establish these pecking orders and it's a little bit stressful to do so. And sometimes even that little stress can lead to an, an animal or a small human being that's a little more susceptible to developing disease. And so I bring that up in our context of talking about water 
where all the cattle come together to water at the same time. Now I got them not only close together, but a lot of times nose to nose and more. And so it allows for a little more stress, easier pathogen transmission. And sometimes that's just enough to precipitate some of these calves actually developing what we call clinical disease. In other words, you can see it. They're sick. They got a high rectal temperature. Their ears are down. They're not feeling well at all. And finally, Dr. Stucka, as we wrap up, once you see those symptoms, what is your best course of action? If you've got a calf that's 103 and a half, that's concerning. And some of these calves are much warmer than that. Breathing is rapid. His head is down. His ears are drooped. That animal needs antibiotics. And you need to visit with your veterinarian about what the right antibiotic to use. But they need treatment. Think about how I'm going to restrain an animal, a young calf, to be able to treat it effectively. This has been Sound Ag Advice a weekly feature presented by NDSU Extension.